The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Cheryl Ladd has quite the acting resume, but before that, she was a singer, including singing on the original Josie and the Pussycats cartoon. Since then, she has appeared in Ballers, Ray Donovan, Poison Ivy, and American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and she really had to be talked into joining the cast of Charlie's Angels because she did have big shoes to fill replacing Farrah Fawcett. I've got Cheryl Ladd on the line right now in Los Angeles. Hi, Jim. Hi, Cheryl. Welcome back to the show. It's always great to talk to you, and I'm hoping that you've had a safe and uh, healthy past year. Uh, We did. We did fine. Um, Read a lot of books. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Good. Well, I have to tell you right off the bat that I loved your appearance in Ballers with Dwayne Johnson because you played the mayor of our fair town, and oh, how I wish... You were, as opposed to the one who shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun playing that little role and getting to hit the golf ball. That was my favorite part. I got to hit a golf ball for hours. Uh, was it 110 degrees when you were hitting the golf ball? No, no, no. That's good. Well, you And, of course, you appeared in American Crime Story, and I've talked to many actors about working with director Ryan Murphy. What is it about this guy that everybody loves so much? He's just really good. <laughs> He's just really good at what he does, and he really um, allows the actors to, to become the characters. That's all very encouraged and very, he's just, he's just a good director. Yeah, I imagine, you know, like a lot of actors have told me that he's just so collaborative, right? Yeah. If you have an idea and, you know, you want to try something and, yeah, he's, he's very, very open to that whole creative. He wants everyone creative. I watched every episode of Las Vegas, of course, the series. What was your experience like working with James Caan? Well, I loved it. He was, uh, Jimmy Kahn is like, as someone described it to me as as well, which I couldn't agree more, is a prowling tiger. He's got that big, <laughs> you know, energy. Like, he, like, this is his part of the jungle, honey. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very interesting. I loved the relationship between the two. Um, like she w- adored him and just thought he was a big pain in the neck most of the time, too. So one of your earlier roles, which was not to be missed, I'm sure no one has brought this up before, but the movie of the week called Satan School for Girls. It's a classic, Cheryl. <laughs> Strangely, <laughs> I watched about 10 minutes of it because I hadn't seen it, I don't think, since it was on. Yeah. Um, a thousand years ago. And I thought, wow, we didn't know then with Kate that I was going to be on Charlie's Angels with Kate. Right, right. Either of us, which was really interesting. Did did you spend much time with Kate Jackson on that set? Did you get to know her then, before Charlie's Angels? 
not really. We did a few scenes together, but but mostly my scenes were not with her. When you eventually did join Charlie's Angels, was there a definitive team Cheryl and team Farah? Because that had that was a tough role to step into, wasn't it? Well, it, when Aaron first asked me to do it, I said, no, thank you. I really could not imagine. First of all, I had never seen the show. And I don't know, this sounded kind of not where I wanted to be heading my career at the time. You know, I was, you know, going to acting class and trying to be very serious actress and yeah. all of that. Anyway, had worked with, uh, you know, for Aaron several times. So he was highly aware of me, immediately called me in and wanted me to replace Farah. And I said, no, thank you. Anyway, um, he looked at a hundred and some girls and he didn't find who he wanted. And he came, said, Cheryl, will you come in and talk to me? So I went into his office. He was very sweet. Because I obviously didn't want to alienate him. He was one of the biggest producers in the, in television, you know. So I went in and talked to him, and he said, just why why don't you want to do it? I just really need to know why. And I said, well, what would I play? He said, what do you mean? What would you play? I said, what would I play? I mean, like, he said, well, what, what do you have in your head? I said, I mean, if I could be funny. And he goes, why couldn't you be funny? I went, oh. And I said, and if I could be, like, really the rookie, somebody that makes some mistakes and, you know, because America, you know, they cheer for the underdog. Come on, girl, come on, you can do it. And he said, I love that. And he said, and then his genius. And what if you're Farrah's little sister and you're already part of the family? And the minute he said that, and I just kind of funny and working hard, trying really hard, young woman, I knew who Chris Monroe was. And then I thought, okay. I, if the, the problem also was if I was a failure, it could have affected the rest of my career that I had been working so hard for. Yeah. So it was, it was a risk. Yeah, and I, mean, risk. and I mean, the reason Farrah left is because she, too, wanted to do some, get some deeper roles, I suppose. Yeah. So I saw a photo of you not too long ago where you were standing next to Betty Davis and Barbara Stanwyck. Boy, what a couple of intimidating Hollywood legends. That had to be that has to be a treasure in your house. I imagine you've got that somewhere. Oh yes, most definitely. What a thrill to just and we were just having a photo taken and these two started talking. And you could just feel the respect they had for each other, but also this sort of competitions feeling it was interesting and they were funny and and <laughs> yeah and just and powerful and there was there was nobody was backing down from any sort of and it wasn't like they were in a big argument but it was like holding territory it was just really interesting to to be right in the middle of oh don't you wish you had a, a you had a recording of that conversation yeah do yeah. I ever? You and I have something in common in that I recently had cataract surgery, and like you, it changed my life. I mean, it's miraculous, isn't it? I, can you see like a 12-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. It is unbelievable. These lessons, lenses that I got, um, the trifocal lenses, they're just unbelievable. Of course, now you're doing custom greetings like a lot of stars are for Cameo.com. Tell me about that and how easy it is for people to uh, to do it. Oh, it's just so easy. You, and if you go on there and you type in my name, 
you'll you'll see some of the cameos I have done. I have done so many, and I wasn't sure if I was going to love it, but I love it. Uh, I have sent so many interesting, fun, uh, silly, touching messages to to other people, and you know, all during. Uh, COVID, people were pretty locked down and they, they couldn't actually physically be with people. So it really opened the door for people to communicate and send lovely greetings, not just happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy whatever, but like some woman had to go in for surgery and she was very trepidatious about it. And and um, her one of her friends asked me if, if I would send her a real um, warm and comforting message and and some people ask me to pray for them, which I do, and some people ask me to sing Happy Birthday or a little of one of my records that they loved, and it's just so fun. I can't tell you. And I get most of, just about every one I do, I get a five-star rating, and um, they just, uh, it's nice when you get that because you realize you're really uh, connecting with people. Interesting. And, I didn't know, I didn't realize you were getting rated on those. It's always nice to catch up with you. You're, you're very busy and, and, uh, I, I appreciate you spending some time with me and enjoy your new eyes and, and good luck in the future. Thank you, Jim. Do you have one more second? I just wanted to, to mention that while, while COVID was going on, I was doing a lot of reading and I reread my husband's book, Scribe. Scribe, S-B-R-I-B-E by Brian Russell. And I, once again, it just knocked me over because it, it, I loved it the first time I read it and I loved it the second time I read it. And this is my third time reading it because it, it just takes you to such interesting, strange places. There's a little of he and I in it within the characters, but it's not about us, but what a trip it is. And we're so hoping that we want to develop, well, we want to develop it into a miniseries at some point. Um, it's, it's just phenomenal. Wow, great. So, thank you, Jim, I think you'd love it. Great, great. Cheryl, thanks so much. Uh, nice talking to you. Good luck in the future. Bye-bye. There was a rerun on recently of Happy Days. It was just a sweet role where Cheryl Ladd played a returning movie star who Richie Cunningham met. I always loved that. And yeah, she's done some great work over the years, but nothing will top Satan's School for Girls, even though one reviewer wrote the title was the best thing about this movie. I disagree. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks for stopping by. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. 